welcome to The Dream Show. I'm Jane Theresa Anderson and this is episode 253-253 and our guest today bringing a dream for us to explore and interpret is Taz. Taz from Melbourne, Australia. Now, if you've never listened to The Dream Show before, I have to let you know that when uh, we have a guest on the show, I know nothing about the dream until we start recording and then you hear as you hear me here, the dream for the first time, and you follow the process from there. And we have actually just finished recording all of that, and I'm here just to add the beginning of the show on, so I can tell you <laughs> that you're going to really enjoy this dream. And it's come up from for Taz, as you will hear her explain, at a time in her life when she's actually just about to move into state. And in her dream, there are some very exciting and interesting and and uh, colourful things happening, and there are also some, also some quite scary things there too. And you'll hear us say at the end of our exploration how um, the simple exploring of the dream and uncovering what it meant uh, gave her the, the shift from seeing this as a, as a scary and unsettling dream into seeing it as something really very positive and, and giving her help and direction as she, as she moves into state. And of course, there's a lot more to it than that too. So... Um, a really a, a good a good one for where we are at the moment which is not far into a new year and where many of us are, are maybe branching out in new ways as well even if just branching into a new world and getting over Christmas and all of that so before we go there just a reminder of the websites my main website is janeteresa.com that's Teresa without an H and that's where you go you can listen to every episode of the dream show that's ever been but you can also hear the dream show on all the usual platforms Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music just about anywhere where you listen to a podcast, it will be there. Search for The Dream Show with Jane Teresa Anderson for it to come up quickly. At janeteresa.com, there's also hundreds of blogs on dreams and dreaming that I've written. There's uh, information about my books, where you can buy my books. There's how you can contact me to have private consultations, mentoring. And there are also links to my other website, which is The Dream Academy. Now, the Dream Academy is dream-academy-online.com. And that's where you go to do online courses, which you can do in your own time, at your own pace. And the first one is how to interpret your dream step by step. The second one is dream alchemy. And the third and fourth ones are studying to become a dream therapist at a professional level. So that's where you go if you're interested in doing courses and extending your um, ability to explore and understand your own dreams and help people, other people to do the same. Otherwise, find me on the usual socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram. But let's now, let's now go on with Taz and her dream. Welcome to the dream show, Taz. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. And we're not far away. You're in Melbourne and across the water. Here I am sitting in Hobart. But we've had some very different experiences over the past few months, haven't we? We definitely have with, you know, Melbourne being in, in the longest lockdown. And, and it's been very different um, over the past two years. Yes, whereas we in Tasmania have just more or less had normal life just with extra precautions. <laughs> but you're 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 freeing out there now and um and I'm really excited to hear your dream. As always, I have no idea what dream a guest brings, so it's over to you now, Taz. Great. Um yeah, so about approximately about two weeks ago I had a, a very vivid 
very strange dream. So I, um, I'm, I've made the decision to go in, interstate and to move to another state where I have a property and, and my tenants have recently moved out. So I'm going to move into my property. Um, and so what the dream was, was it was me and my sister that also lives in Melbourne. We um, flew together to um, in, to another state in, in Sydney, to, to Sydney. Um, and we had our suitcases and we were at my house and we opened uh, the door and we were going to like just bunk at the house until my stuff arrived and, um, you know, sleep on the, on the floor, et cetera, until my stuff arrived. And then we opened the door and then all of a sudden there's all this wildlife inside the house. Uh-huh. And we both of us got very shocked. Um, so there was a few insects flying around and spiders and and, I mean in in Australia that's a bit normal but um, (laughs) there was also a few birds and as we opened the front door the birds flew out the front door Um, but the one um, the the house is completely like there's no furniture or there's there's no um, no furniture or anything like that but um, as we entered we there were lots of snakes on the floor Um, and the snakes, the thing that really stuck out for me, there were probably about 10 snakes or 15 snakes all on the floor. And we got, both of us saw the snakes and we got very scared. So mm-hmm. And I ran outside of the house and just stood at the front of the door. But my sister was very brave and she was coming in and out, you know, trying to, to clean up. <laughs> um, and And then I decided to go inside and I walked through the hallway and we opened the back door, which opens up to my back garden. Um, and I just decided to sit outside in the back garden while she was kind of being busy inside the house cleaning up. But there were lots of different snakes, and one thing that was quite vivid about the snakes was that they um, they were not just one colour. So they, they had two colours. So, for example, one was bright green, and then one would be um, would have a different, a, like a darker colour to it, like a brown, and one would be a pink, and then it would have a like a purple a dark purple attached Mm. to it so it was very um obscure um and and then it was a bit of a it felt like it was a bit of a wildlife sanctuary in my house and we were both of us were quite scared but also um you know just wondering what was going on Mm. and is that how it ended um, yeah, and it, it ends with it, and it ended with me just sitting at the back, <laughs> back and just, while my sister runs in and out, and that's when I woke up thinking that was a very strange dream with all these snakes on the floor. It's strange. We don't know how they got in. No, it's strange, and it's also really lovely. I'm just writing down the last bit. We don't know how they got in because that's probably quite important. Ah, <laughs> uh, just beautiful, absolutely beautiful, and yet scary. Yeah, it was, uh, we were just, well, I think maybe not scared, we were shocked because Mm -hmm. we were just expecting an empty house and we could put our suitcases in and, you know, unpack and et cetera, but we were not expecting wildlife, so. Mm. So the overall emotion was shock. Shock and and probably a bit of scared, but more shock. Yeah. And did you get the feeling towards the end of the dream that while you sat around at the back... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that your sister was going to get all the wildlife out and you were actually going to be able to get your stuff in and you know bunk on the floor from the suitcases and then bring your stuff in later did you get the feeling that the original plan was going to play out or how? yeah so I, I felt like she 
was probably a bit braver in this situation where she was trying to get them out. Um, I think during the dream, she was definitely struggling to, um, because she didn't know how to handle the snakes and Mm. they weren't, the snakes were very still. They weren't like, it was like they were sleeping and um, they were slithering or moving around. And it was, um, yeah, it was, I just, just felt very, um, yeah, but, but yeah, she was definitely doing a lot of the work. And in in waking life, is your sister actually braver than you or not? <laughs> um, she is. It's, she's a sister that, um, you know, when I was younger, um, our history is that we never we didn't get along very well. But I moved to Melbourne about two, two and a half years ago. Um, and she's been a very large support of mine. I've got three other sisters. Sorry, I've got two other sisters. Um, and she's during like the last two years, she's been a very large support. So, um, like, uh, why her than my other two sisters? I'm not sure, but maybe it's because of the last two years has brought brought us together very closely. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'll, um, yeah. So you see her as a support and someone that you uh, used to not get on quite so well with, but have actually become quite close to. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And how else would you, if you were to pick three words to describe her general personality and approach to life, what, what would you pick? Um, I would say she's, um, she's very strong and, um, and like she, she, she's the type of person that will just, something needs to be done, she'll just go in and get it done. Like mm-hmm. she'll know mucking around and, um, and she's also quite um uh probably a third word is you know she's very she's quite confident and Mm. um and accommodating accommodating yeah (laughs) even accommodating the snakes and the spiders and the insects (laughs) (laughs) um okay no that's really lovely and what one of the things that really lots of things really strike me about this beautiful dream and one is that you go through all that shock and the scared and you know we've got to get these animals out of the house and yet then you call it a wildlife sanctuary (laughs) 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 so what what made it feel like a wildlife sanctuary i guess whenever i visited um you know wildlife parks uh, especially here in Australia, they've been uh, like, you know, you've had a very similar feel. Mm. Um, so lots of, um, you know, lots of birds and lots of butterflies and, and lots of different insects and animals and creatures around. Mm. So it had a very similar feel. And that's why I thought oh, it's, a, it's a bit of a wildlife sanctuary, but the snakes were probably the thing that really scared us yes. the most in the dream or with the shock. So there how was, are we going to get them out? How are we going to get them out? So there was variety and abundance of all the other animals. And uh, in, in, a normal purpose of a wildlife sanctuary is to what? <laughs> in your words, what's the purpose of a wildlife sanctuary? I think for me, uh, a purpose of a wildlife sanctuary is really just to embrace natural beauty and the nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and for it to be... to yeah to to really embrace it and to um you know feel the the creatures and the animals and more emotionally and um and and and, you know a wildlife sanctuary can can make you feel quite happy because you're amongst nature 
Yeah, beautiful, absolutely beautiful, until you see the snakes. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So we've got that sense of um, when I go back to... Now, of course, we're talking symbolism here, and there will be some people I know listening going, no, I know, no, the snakes are the tenants. We've got to get the tenants out. She's worried about the tenants. You know, and and I think some people may be saying that, and that may also be true, I don't know. Well, maybe just... I, I don't think that's the thrust of the dream, but maybe... For people thinking that, can you just address that one at the moment? Are you quite happy that your tenants are going to leave? Yes, yeah, so they've actually already moved out. Mm. Um, they they moved out approximately two weeks ago, and then my real estate agent did a you know virtual tour um, video tour with me around the house to make sure that I was happy with it, and 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 I was happy with the house. So they actually have already left and moved yes. out. That's great. I just wanted to clear that because I knew there would be people jumping up and down seeing that connection in the dream. And I was pretty sure, as I said, that that wasn't it, but just wanted to get that one out of the way. So even though even though the dream seems to be about going back to your actual house and your new home in Sydney, and it is, it's probably also more about you, you know, what life you are going back to, not defined by the house itself, but how you will embody your life when you get to Sydney. So, you know, because our house, even if it's our actual house, um, and this isn't a dream dictionary approach, but a house in a dream, like everything in a dream, represents something about ourselves. So there's a sense of I'm going to um, this place and um, it's where I will live. And how do I feel about that can be, the dream can be not only about how do I feel about living in Sydney, how do I feel about living in that house, how do I feel about living in my body, in my new work, whatever it is I'm going to do in Sydney. This dream to me is all about how do I feel, where are my fears, where are my where are the good things? What are the, what are the things that I haven't identified yet? And how can I, in your words, how can I embrace um, this natural beauty that I am <laughs> that embrace my life including looking at the things that I'm not quite so sure about like the snakes that's really interesting mm. so uh, you know you say it is your property did you ever live in it or did you purchase it as a rental property it is I did live in it yes I lived right. in it for approximately um I lived in it for approximately seven years mm. and then I moved out because I, I moved away into another state into Melbourne and other states as well for jobs for for a a job that I received so how long is it since you've lived in it um it's about two and a half years so if we had you were there for seven years and then you add two and a half years to that you've got nine and a half years so you purchased the property originally about 10 years ago that's correct yes I'm just wondering because with those snakes on the floor, there were 10 to 15 of them. And sometimes they're always looking for a connection to a number in a dream. <laughs> and that yeah, may, yeah, yeah. may or may not be it. Um, so so you've all, what you're also saying there is that you are going back to a place that you did live in. And what's jumping out at me at the moment before we get onto those beautiful animals, which is really where I want to go, what's jumping out to me is that with your sister... Um, if you go back in time, you felt you didn't get on so well together, but now you do. So there's kind of like a double thing going on there about you're going back to something, the, the house, but you're going back in a different way, simply because time has passed, because you've grown, because you've had your sister's support, because, you know, pandemic, <laughs> because everything. You're going back to an old place, but you're going back in a new way and maybe hopefully to embrace 
a different kind of life now. And so maybe one of the reasons why your sis- this particular sister's in your dream is also bringing up this feeling of, um, you know, things can change. Things that with my sister weren't quite right have now become very right and very supportive. So in the same way, things that maybe I may or may not have really enjoyed quite so much in Sydney before... These may also have changed now I go back. When I go back as a different person and look at my life as it was then, I may see it differently. Yeah, that's that's a very interesting interesting way of looking at it and looking at the dream. Mm. So, you know, we all we all Every, every morning we wake up and open our eyes, we have the opportunity to um, see life in a different way, particularly if our dreams have done some good work and actually processed our uh, recent experiences and, and created some slight shifts in our understanding of the world. Yeah. Um, so what we're getting going back is that you're going, first of all, see that, it, can I just say, is that first bit a practical consideration? Are you actually thinking of bunking and then in the house until your furniture arrives or is that just a dream scenario that's a dream scenario i've actually like booked a um a hotel to stay in until or i've actually asked a, actually i've asked a friend if i could stay with them oh, until um uh, until my my stuff comes yeah. from um from melbourne and uh, that's more due towards the end of the year so that's the that's when I'll be moving, but um, yeah, that's I'll be staying with a friend. Oh, that's good. That's nice that you're not bunking. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got to know why the dream has you bunking in the house. So, I don't know, my what 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 was the sense when you before you saw the wildlife? What was the sense in the dream of oh, we're going to bunk at my house? What kind of feeling did that give you? It was actually excitement, a happy, and and I was really happy that that sister was there with me. Um, whether that feeling of happy and excitement and, you know, we're going to, it was more like we were going to have a bit of an adventure mm. and experience. And um, and that's when I thought, yeah, and then we opened the door and it was a bit of a shock with what <laughs> you, we saw. You got a bigger experience and adventure than you were <laughs> thinking or expecting. So when we, when we talk about bunking, um, we all know what it means, but... How did how did that play out in your earlier life? Did you ever go on holidays? Did you bunk anywhere? Was that a word that you would have used for going on holidays or staying with friends? Or what what does that word or that thought bring up for you of bunking somewhere? Yeah, it means well. To, I mean, bunking for, to me, me it's um, means that more like you know you more like um, camping, similar to camping, but. Um, so we um, we would have had in our suitcases the um, you know our sleeping bags and and a pillow and we were just going to sleep on the floor and um, so it was that was more you know, like you know going like it's similar to camping where you know, you're sleeping on the floor and um, you've got your sleeping bag and and that's really what it. It, it, like it meant to me like having an empty house with no furniture no bed mm. and just waiting for the things to come I love that I'm just going to write down waiting for the things to come waiting for the things to come before I forget that so there's that sense of uh, getting right down to basics isn't it 
It's That's like, correct. Yeah. So, you know, one might also say, even though you're obviously bringing your own furniture and things that you like, and, you know, you've probably done a massive declutter and I'm taking this, but I'm not taking that. So we can assume that you're only taking the stuff with you that you like or that's practical there's still this sense when you get right down to basics like a sleeping bag on the floor of okay I can do anything with this what do I want to bring into my life we're not really talking about the furniture now (laughs) in moving to Sydney I'm uh, it's the sense of I'm going back to a place I used to know but I'm going right back to basics now what do I want in my house what don't I want in my house and by the way what are the basics I'm not asking you that question at the moment what are the basics and it appears in the dream that the basics are well wildlife sanctuary <laughs> oh yeah okay I just yeah that's just something I hadn't even thought of mm. yeah so there's a sense of I'm going I'm going to as, as we're there, you know, we all have the opportunity, particularly, well, we have the opportunity every day, but particularly when we move to a new place and a new job and a new house, how am I going to present myself and how am I going to embrace my life here? And so it's actually really, to me, very, very sensible to go back to basics. What are the, what are the key things that I want in my life and I want to be and I want to embrace in my life? What things would be superfluous? What things do I want to invite in? What do I want to bring from my past? Maybe symbolised in the dream as your furniture, your actual furniture you're bringing up from Melbourne. And what new things might I invite in? And, oh, I'm, you know, revisiting my basics after living a really busy life um, in Melbourne. Maybe, you know, maybe I haven't had this opportunity to really think, well, what are the the basics for me? Um, And as you describe it so well, Taz, there, it's, you know, you associate that with camping and adventure and excitement. And that was the feeling you had in the dream, too. So it's that feeling of excitement. If I just come right back down to the basics of who I am and what I want out of my life on a day to day basis or how I feel on a day to day basis, then from there, I've got the excitement and the adventure of building my life in whichever way I choose, inviting in what I want, shooing out what I don't want. I'm looking at the snakes Um, (laughs) and and, um, embracing my life from there. Yeah, I can definitely connect with that. Um, Mm. You know, for me, the, the moving back to Sydney, I've got a lot of, I've got, quite a lot like some really lovely friends there I don't have any family but I've got some lovely friends there and and we connect very well and so it's very much you know going back to that basics and what what I want when I move back to to Sydney and and you know what what I'm looking for so I can very much connect with what you've said there mm. so like reprioritizing friends that you've maybe lost touch with that priority you mean while you've been in Melbourne that's yeah that's correct and like I've had a friend that's come back from um from the UK during the pandemic and um and I mean to to the last two years or 18 months or so within in Victoria it's been quite um mentally it's been quite draining and tough and and I would always go and like I would get um we like we were in movie clubs etc so I'd get a group email from specific friends saying that they would be going to see a movie you're going out for dinner and and I would always feel left out because I was in lockdown yes. so it was um so for me it's, it's kind of reconnecting with them and then in re-energizing that connection 
that's absolutely wonderful and then and then at some level probably thinking and once I get back to once I start my new job and get involved in work there and day-to-day things how do I keep those connections going how do I embrace what's important to me this wild life this wild side of my nature life in general yeah that's that's interesting yeah that's very that's very true very Mm. real so but in the dream, the first thing you noticed was that you were actually shocked by how much wildlife was inside the house. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. So it was the insects and birds. You kind of said, and you reminded all our international listeners too, that that's kind of normal for Australia. So you kind of put that to one side like that was expected. But it was the birds at first that drew your attention, wasn't it? It was, yes. Mm. What kind of birds were they? Um... I couldn't tell you what their actual name is or what they're called, but they were very colourful. So, I mean, they could have been rosellas or Mm. um, they were very colourful birds. That's fantastic. And tell me, though, I think I know, tell me why they flew out the front door. Um, I think they they saw a, a, a space to be outside. Like, so once we opened the front door and they just... Maybe they felt trapped inside the house and they wanted to be free or um, just to get some, you know, to to be outside in in the free air. And that's why I I think I could be completely wrong what the um, birds possibly were thinking when they, they just, as soon as we opened the door, they escaped out. But that's the impression I got that they wanted to be outside. Yeah. Interestingly, you wanted to be outside because you were happy to sit in the back garden while your sister did all the work too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that also was a strange one. Yeah, yeah. so they may, they may or may not here be, although in real life you would actually, absolutely be helping out and cleaning out. In the dream sense, it's that sense of, um, I also want to be free. I want to, I've been, maybe I've been feeling a bit trapped in well, Melbourne lockdown. But apart from that, maybe I've been trapped to some extent and I just want to be free. I'm like the birds flying out the door. And I'm also like me in the dream sitting in the back garden. I've, I've got this newfound freedom. And I'm not um, dismissing the freedom from coming out of lockdown because we, you know, you know what a massive freedom that is. But I'm also you know, inviting you to look deeper and say, are there other areas in your life where you have felt a little bit trapped? And it's like, yeah, moving to Sydney is going to be like this sense of, oh, I'm going to be free and live in a, have a bigger space, whether that's physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. There's a sense of freedom after having been trapped. Yeah. So in, like, currently it's mainly been the lockdowns and and feeling trapped and then moving to Sydney will give me that freedom to connect with my friends. Mm. And, and even if there's a lockdown in Sydney, I'll, we'll be in lockdown together yes. um, with, with those friends. But um, for me, historically, yes. Yeah, so when I was quite, um, you know, it's, it, it has been a bit of a difficult, my, my upbringing was quite difficult and um, my connection with my father was not, very, was not great and I very much felt trapped in... Um, when I was living at home and, you know, growing up and, and I did university and stayed with my parents. But as soon as I hit 20 or 21, I left home because I felt trapped at home, quite an unhappy person and child growing up. Hmm. And I felt like I needed to escape and be free. And as a result of that, um, I, I ended up leaving and, and moving. I actually 
I moved to Melbourne for a few years and then I went to the UK and then I had settled in, in Sydney and, um, and so I've traveled around a fair bit, but, um, that's probably the last time where I genuinely felt trapped was when I was younger and growing up and, you know, my relationship with my father was not, not great. Yeah. So that, that was, um, that was a relatively long time ago because you've been done a lot and been a lot and had a lot of freedom since then. Um, but there may still be some sense in the dream of your some part of your mind taking you back and saying, you know that feeling when you left home when you were twenty twenty one. You know that feeling of what the potential was or what you could do or what the opportunities were, and it's reminding you that that you have that similar kind of you're not escaping that same kind of trapping, but you have those similar options then. So, although life improved for you obviously a lot when you left home. Um, I'll put the symbolism of the dream in here. Were there some snakes in your life back then after you left home? Um, maybe after I left home, there were probably, um, yeah, there were probably people, like we, my family live in Queensland and there were probably people in Queensland that were, um, I could probably affiliate with those with with being a snake and as well mm. um even after when I had moved to Melbourne and I tried to make friends and um quite a few like there's one or two friends that I had made that I had known for quite a while um and that had moved to Melbourne and would reconnected but they had become very um manipulative and jealous and um they would make up stories and tell other friends these stories about me which were not true so mm. I mean that's also um that there and and also like growing up my sisters were not my sisters were not supportive or not helpful towards um you know it, it, towards that towards what was going on at home and as a result you know I'm at that time, I would probably, I don't, wouldn't put them in the snake category now, but I would probably put them in that category back then. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. So there will be that, even though you actually feel probably like your sister in your dream, strong, get things done, confident, accommodating about the move now because of all the growth that you've done in the interim, there's some part of your mind and possibly your unconscious mind that's going, beware, you know, could be snakes out there, we've been through this before, the sense of moving from being trapped to being free and yet do you want to be totally free or do you want to be a little bit careful about who you really are going to pick for your friends and what you're going to do and where you get the support because... Um, even though I'm sure you can navigate that really well now, there's a part of your experience still lodged in your in your mindset system that's saying, ah, maybe not, maybe be careful there. And what jumps out to me at what you said there was that sense of when you moved um, to Melbourne and you recontacted friends and then they turned out to be a little bit manipulative or jealous or a lot manipulative and jealous it was almost like two sides you know you went and you thought oh my friends good things then oh dark side and that was kind of how you described the snakes you said the interesting thing about them I'm just looking back on my notes here was each of them had they were vivid but each of them had two colors so for example um, a, a bright color and a dark color that was right wasn't it that's correct, yes. Yeah. 
So it's almost like your, your dream is bringing up these <laughs> snakes in the grass or snakes indoors, that it's that sense of what may appear to be bright and inviting and attractive may have a dark side. This is just one. I'm going to go at, at this from another different angle in a minute. So, it, you know, bringing out that look carefully or and or, you know, don't fall into the same trap. Oh, traps, there's that word. Don't fall into the same traps that you did before with the, the friends. Yeah, that... That, that definitely makes sense. Mm. But then if we go even braver, if you're, we bring in your sister from the dream and we say that also, while that is also true, we can get the deepest meaning from a dream. If we look at everyone and everything in a dream as an aspect of the dreamer, we've then got those snakes as representing aspects of yourself. Not to say that, you're, that you've got a dark side that's manipulative and jealous at all, definitely not saying that, but everyone has a light side and a dark side because we all have our shadows and by those shadows I mean we all have a side of ourselves that I don't want anyone to know about that about me (laughs) and and it might be something that you really are actually genuinely working on an aspect of your character that you want to brush up and it may also and often is um, something actually really wonderful about yourself that you judge as bad and you keep it as a shadow inside you. So we all have this light side and dark side and the snakes to some extent may be reminding you of that, that moving to Sydney may also be an opportunity to acknowledge things about yourself that you've, that you've thought have been darker or shadier or best kept undercover that you actually really want to go, hey, no, everybody, actually, this is me and I have these aspects to my character and I haven't been, I've kept them under, under wraps because I thought it wasn't the way to be in life, but maybe it is. <laughs> yeah, well, possibly if I, if I dig into that a bit, further there's yeah there's there's that's a possibility I've always been a very undecisive person and um and I think you know the decision to move back to Sydney and 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 it's all like I'm starting to make real decisions for myself Mm. um so I mean I guess that's that might be one aspect that that um I'm trying to improve on to really be less undecisive and just make the decisions Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, it actually, interestingly, it makes sense because the word that I wrote down straight after that was obscure and I wrote it in quote marks because I think you said after describing the snakes, you said it's all pretty obscure. So obscure means, tell me what obscure means. I know what it means, but I want to hear it in your words. <laughs> um, I guess it's, yeah, for, for when I was saying obscure, it's, um, I guess, a bit, a bit strange, a bit unusual, um, uh, a bit, um, yeah, maybe a bit quirky as well. Um, like you know, it's it's not it's not exactly negative, but it's and 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 you know, even sometimes with my personality, I can be, you know, a bit um, quite excited and exciting character, but and which people might think is a bit strange or obscure, but it's um so I think it's you know you can you can look at it at different angles but for me obscure is probably more you know, just being a bit different and and being um yeah very yeah different and 
possibly a bit strange, but not really in a negative way. I absolutely love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So there you go. That's what your snakes represent. Is a part of apart from what we discussed earlier, a part of myself, a part of Taz. That's quirky, exciting, different. Um, not sure how other people judge me because you said I think people don't always like exciting or different. Um, but as you said, definitely not negative. Um, and so these may be aspects of your self that you really want to bring out into the open as the birds throughout the door, for example, in the dream, that you want to bring out into the open in Sydney. I want to embrace, to use your word earlier too, I want to embrace more of my wild nature. I want to embrace my quirkiness, my exciting, my difference. Um, and in choosing my friends, I'll choose friends who support me in, those, in bringing all of, that, all of that about myself out into the open. And as you bring them out into the open, maybe they are less like snakes and more like birds. Yeah, that's very interesting. Mm. But I, I agree. Because how do snakes change? How do snakes grow? Um, I'm not, not quite sure. They shed, um, they shed their skins. They do, yes. So they, they shed their skins, that's correct. Yeah. So they leave the old skin behind and they grow a new skin, which in snake, in snake, snake country usually looks much the same as the old one, but a bit bigger. But <laughs> metaphorically, um, you can either, you know, in dealing with those snakes in the dream and letting them out, you can, you can um, shed your skin and grow bigger and be much the same, or you can shed your skin and have a different skin. But basically, you're shedding your skin as you know it and bringing quirky, exciting, different, no matter what anybody else thinks out into the open as you say it's not negative but you've kept it maybe sometimes maybe sometimes kept it a little inside because you didn't want to be judged that's a, that's that's spot on that's exactly mm. that's correct which throws another angle on the fact that it was straight after that that you called it a wildlife sanctuary because that was the next thing I wrote down. So although you described beautifully that a wildlife sanctuary is variety, I put the word abundance, embrace my natural beauty in nature, feel emotional connection and feeling happy. So we're bringing all of that out. But um, an, an added thing, is, isn't a wildlife sanctuary also where you take um, animals that need to be, need a safe space or need to be healed, you know, animals you've run over on the road things like that it's a safe yeah. space to heal yeah yes it is yeah. so the fact that you saw this new home in sydney as a kind of wildlife sanctuary even though it was a bit shocking and scary is also that sense of it's a safe space for me to grow and heal and slough off skins and embrace yeah. my natural beauty i agree yes mm. that makes a lot of sense mm. Just before we go on to the next, but I just want to go back to the Rosellas. I know Rosellas are really typical of Sydney, aren't they? And Queensland <laughs> and New South Wales. We, you don't have them in Melbourne, do you? No. No, I no, just want to put that in for the international listeners. So that really is a, um, a very colourful symbol of Sydney. When you think of Rosellas in general, what, what do you see as their energy or feeling? Um, they, they're not... Uh... For me, when I, whenever I've seen Rosellas, I, I feel like their their energy is positive. They're like they're not a um, a bird that would attack you, or they're very much like you know to this, themselves, and they will um, 
you know, if, when when I see them fly around, they're very colourful, very beautiful, and um, and and you know they they really fill the atmosphere with that colour, and um, they they're very gentle in that way. They they won't they're not a, a vicious bird that would attack mm-hmm. you or, or anything like that. They're very much a more of a happy bird. Yes, they are, aren't they? They also tend to be in large numbers, fly in large numbers, don't they? Kind of community connection. So I love what you said there. You said they, they're, um, they're very much themselves, which is about you getting going to Sydney and being much more yourself, quirky, exciting, whatever. They're very much themselves. You said they don't attack you. And that stands out in contrast to the snakes, even though the snakes are asleep in the dream. There's that feeling where a snake could attack you. Um, so there's that feeling of the, the birds, the rosellas, and maybe that part of yourself that you are realising um, is never going to attack another person or is gentle, is happy. But there's, there's definitely, it's bringing up, the dream is bringing up those opposites, a sense of attack and not attack, <laughs> the, the, the snakes and the rosellas. Yeah. So I yes. don't, you know, there may, there may be some part of yourself that does sometimes have a bit of a verbal attack and I don't think so what I suspect is that there may be a shadow side of yourself maybe from childhood I don't know that um that would like to speak back and answer back an attack (laughs) and has been kept under wraps (laughs) that's that's probably correct and and it's probably the way how I've um you know even sometimes as an adult if someone says something or um like even if it's a family member, a sister, or my mum or my dad. I um, previously uh, I I will probably not say anything and just ignore them and walk away. Mm. But uh, like I've got some sisters that can be a bit judgmental, and um, one of my sisters like they rang me and they they said something that was quite judgmental about me, and and I ended up you know sticking up for myself and and fighting back. So I think as I've gotten old, like I've gotten older and I've gotten, you know, um, getting those life experiences in me, um, I'm learning more to kind of stick up for myself and fight back and, yes. and you know, really, um, yeah, it's, you know, I don't, I don't think judging people is, is good and, and I think we need to accept people for who they are and, yes. um and that's you know so for me I'm I'm starting to to actually fight back and which is more what I mean by that is more sticking up for myself. Yes, that's absolutely fantastic. And there may be and you're absolutely doing the right thing. And there may be some unconscious um, belief in you from way back to childhood and saying that's not sticking up for yourself. That's attacking. Quick, pull back in, pull back in. And we've got to get rid of that voice if it's there because you are not attacking. You are, as you say, standing up for yourself, which is good. And there may be that sense in the dream as here's the Rosellas, here's the part of myself that is standing, is freer and standing up for myself and is gentle and is just very much myself, like the Rosellas. But deeper down inside me, there may be these sleeping snakes that um, that that uh, that may attack. So there may be this sort of fear based on childhood that I may actually come out and attack like a snake. But I've, I've yeah. got to deal with that, and that may be why the snakes are also sleeping in the dream. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I love, I think I say this nearly every podcast we do and every client that I do, but I love the way how dreams have um, meanings on so many different levels and they all interconnect that you can take one symbol and apply it at all these different levels. 
I agree. <laughs> still connect, yeah. And there's two other things I want to go to before asking you where you want to go to here. Um, sure. and one is that the fact that there were 10 to 15 snakes. And again, we've made a loose connection that 10 years ago was when you bought the Sydney place. So that represented an opportunity. But if I say to you 10 to 15, does that relate to the most difficult years when you were um, a child, age 10 to 15? Yes, yes, mm. definitely 10. Um, I mean, the difficult years probably started a, a little bit before 10, but yes, definitely. Those were very difficult years for me. Mm. And if we say that's 10 to 15, did, did something shift at 16? Um... The thing that probably shifted at 16 was um, was I, I believe I had moved schools at 16. Um, so even at, because of what was happening at home, uh, I was not a very happy child. And um, I had moved to schools and I had met and I've got um, met some really great friends who were very like lots of different cultures and backgrounds and we shared a lot and I'm still very very good friends with them till today mm. and I I believe that probably that's where the, the shift may be at 16 is that I had met those really good friends who um, who are lovely people till today and I'm still friends with and um Whereas previously, I really didn't have that many friends. Mm, that's so lovely, isn't it, that that happened for you? And also that um, it, again, endorses that feeling in the dream that it's not um, just about you bringing out your, your yourself and your whole natural beauty. It's also about connecting with friends. There's been that connection with friends and getting support all through the dream, like the sister being a support, like for me, the way the Rosellas always fly in groups and communities as well. There's that sense of that. And also what I love about that is that because you can clearly identify that shift at age 16, it really um, uh, amplifies that symbol of 10 to 15 snakes in the dream as representing that those years from age 10 to 15 where you probably, as we said earlier, probably did want to attack but had to hold back or you felt that if I stand up for myself, it's going to be taken as an attack so I can't stick up for myself and so I'll just make those snakes sleep on the floor because I don't want to awaken them because I'll, I'll say something to my dad and he'll, he'll take it as an attack. So that sort of puts even, even closer um, uh, emphasis on those snakes. Yeah, yeah. So we really want to make sure that um, that those uh, sleeping snakes don't keep on sleeping within you. By sleeping, I'm thinking unconscious now, in case they've got any sense of uh, your unconscious mind. You know how our unconscious mind can influence us to, to do things or say things that isn't really our conscious intention? And that can be due to our unconscious mind. So there may still be those sleeping snakes in your unconscious mind may still sometimes make you hold back from sticking up for yourself or um, worry that you might say the wrong thing and come across as attacking. So we really want to, perhaps in the dream alchemy that we suggest later, might want to waken those snakes up, um, educate them, transform them, get them, get them out of the house <laughs> and, and get them to do something wonderful in life. Um, I just want to say before asking you if you've got any other questions and a few other things that one of the things that I've been smiling at through the dream is that it reminds me of um, it's not the same but it's very similar of a very 
big dream that I had about almost 20 years ago now. And it was so significant for me that I have written about it. And I particularly wrote about it in my, this is not meant to be a plug, but I particularly wrote about it in the second story in my most recent book, which is called Bird of Paradise. And in my dream, it was a sense of, I went to the fridge and I opened the fridge and all these amazing wildlife flew out, including, first of all, the colourful birds like yours. And yes, they were rosellas or parrots. And then looking deeper into the fridge, and yes, there were snakes. And there were all this wildlife in abundance literally coming out of the frozen fridge and coming out into the world. So there were a lot of parallels between what was happening for me there for that thing. And I also, at that time, took that to mean that a lot of those uh, wildlife and colourful animals were different aspects of my writing that I needed to embrace more and bring more out into the world in a more colourful way. So I just wanted to mention that um, connection there. <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. Mm. So what, um, for number one question, is there anything else you would like to ask about the dream? No, it's been very insightful and very helpful. Mm. Um, because when I when I had the dream, I, I woke up feeling... Um, I'm very negative about the dream, but now talking to you about it, it I, it's it's changed the way how I've looked at the dream. Mm. Um, changed it and flipped it from a negative and being scared and worried to to something that's you know a lot more positive. Making that change, to, um, making that move to Sydney is the right move for me, and and really embracing it. So I'm, I'm yes. I'd like to thank you. It's a pleasure. Can you feel that as a kind of bodily shift as well? Yes, yeah. definitely. That's one of the lovely things that dreams do, particularly when the symbols are quite surreal or and particularly when they're animal symbols, is that the more you talk and explore those symbols and find out what they really mean, you actually get that kind of bodily shift as well because the animals often represent... Um, energies within us that we can't quite put into words because if we could put them into words we'd probably have them as people in the dream but by having them as animals it's like this energy that's just coming up and letting go and yeah which is really lovely so um well thank thank you Taz I'd love to um, suggest a dream alchemy and I did suggest something about moving the snakes out of the uh the dream but just before we go there I just mentioned to people listening in in case this is the first time you've ever listened to the dream show what we mean by dream alchemy is that uh, dream alchemy is a way of working with the dream to uh, rewire the brain or reprogram the unconscious mind if there's anything that you've identified in the dream that is uh, maybe causing a, a limitation in your life and that you'd like to um free it up <laughs> or you'd like to change a belief and sometimes you use it for a dream that's really really positive and you just want to go yeah I really want to amp up that feeling I want to introduce this dream alchemy so it's an exercise that has the potential to um, take the extra step of not only have we explored and interpreted a dream and got something from it and felt a shift in our lives but the exercise is something that actually um, continues that that process and really um, cements it in so is there something in the dream that and all of this stuff that you feel yeah that's the thing um, in my life that I would like to um, change unlimit open up ensure um, for me I think the thing is the probably the the thing about the dream that I would probably like to change is um is to help my sister clean up as well. Oh, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we didn't address that bit, did we? 
Uh, I think that that's one thing I'd like to change. So my sister's the type of person that she'll just get stuck into it, and I'd like to to I probably should have gotten stuck into it as well. But um, yeah, I think and, and I think the things that I'd like to change. Another thing is is you know um, the the fact that um, yeah the snakes were there and they've got it's it's. Going back to the way how I've um, I've always been a bit more reserved to say things and you know um, and speak up when you know when there's negative things said about like you know the example I said about um, where there's uh, I had a sister that was judging me and I think um, yeah so I think that's really come out and I need to start doing that a bit more because that's you know it does change and um it just change the way how you feel as a person yeah absolutely I love that (laughs) but because we've got to address that about why you didn't help your sister to to some extent in the dream there's that feeling of it was really emphasizing I need to be outside I need to be free I need to be whatever and funnily enough although you didn't go and help your sister in the dream if you look at everyone in a dream as an aspect of yourself there was an aspect of yourself that was is strong, get it done, confident and accommodating that was actually inside getting stuff sorted out. So in, in a sense, there was a part of yourself that was doing that. Um, and of course, symbolically, what your sister was doing in the dream was dealing with your inner world. You had that, I've escaped, I'm, I'm, I'm out, I'm enjoying these freedoms. But inside my inner world, there's these snakes to deal with. And there's some things in there which shocked me because shock was the original thing in the dream. Yeah. So, um, so I think it's a really great idea that we of yours <laughs> that we use the dream alchemy to get you to go back in and help your sister so it so what you're doing there is um will get you I'll suggest something in a minute that gets you to actually connect more with your sister by going in and helping her so that's connecting more with the aspect of yourself that is happy to go into your inner world and sort out these sleeping snakes maybe once and for all and maybe uh, maybe wake up the snakes and um they may shed their skins and uh, they may go out out into the world and we could do something like you can do anything in, in it doesn't have to make sense we can send those snakes out into the world and, and their new skins are um covered with little rosellas or something like that <laughs> <laughs> what, what just off the so top of your good. head what would you like to transform the snakes into um i think i i you know yeah i i think you're transforming them into um instead of an, being an actual snake yeah being a um being a bird or being um being something a little bit a, a bit of a different creature i would say um maybe a mixture of animals such as like you know um maybe dogs and cats as well as um a, a few different types of birds as well I love it. Absolutely love it. And do you, do you realise, I realise also, of course, the snakes are completely silent. They don't have a sat, well, they have a sss, but that's all. Whereas birds like Rosella sing beautifully, don't they? So they do actually speak out and stand out for themselves, but in a beautiful way. So I love what you've done there. I love that sense of transforming the snakes into something that's different, quirky, a mixture of animals. You first mentioned dogs and cats. And of course, our dogs and cats are supportive to us. They're, they're chosen because they support us in our lives. But then this mixture of animals and the quirky side. Do, do, you ever, do you ever do art? Do you do drawing, painting, anything like that? 
Yes, I do. I do a lot of it. Um, I've recently had a few artworks being submitted for um, in art galleries. Oh, um, wow. So I do. They just. I'm not a. I'm, I'm very much self-trained. I, I'm not technical in any way, and I don't know the technical words for certain draw like how to, to do certain drawings. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I absolutely love. I, I love art, and I love to draw. Oh, that is absolutely fantastic. That's such good news. So your dream alchemy then <laughs> is on the one on the one hand, just to as you whenever you review the dream to think, oh, look, there I am in my with my sister helping to just waken those snakes up and and um, sweep them out the door. But your major uh, um, alchemy is to do a picture, whether it's a whether it's a huge painting that you later exhibit or whether it's a, a small sketch um, in, in dream alchemy, it doesn't matter as long as you spend at least 10 or 15 minutes on something but you can also make it a lifetime project but uh, is to is to create some artwork of those transformed snakes so what you described there um they've shed their skins and they are now a quirky mixture of animals dogs birds uh, cats so have the have the dogs and the cats for the support and the birds maybe for the uh, that sense for, to re-echo that sense in the dream of the freedom and the uh, the vocalization being able to sing and um, uh, communicate gently, but 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 um, stand up for themselves, fly up for themselves. So create an artwork like that that embodies these shifts and changes in the dream. That um, that in doing that artwork actually transform the snakes so they're no longer sleeping snakes in your dream house. They're no longer sleeping snakes in your being, um, and to just enjoy all that change and whether it's a 10 minute sketch or whether it's a bigger artwork you've got to hang it on your in your home when you get to Sydney I will yes I definitely will (laughs) so any questions about that um no I um thank you I, I that's that's very helpful Okay, that's thank you so much for being a lovely guest on the Dream Show. And I'm sure that you've uplifted a lot of people listening in who are thinking, yeah, I want to be that bird. I want to fly out now. <laughs> I want to <laughs> sing my song. <laughs> thank you, Taz. Thank you very much. That was another lovely dream to explore, wasn't it? I do enjoy doing the Dream Show. It's so lovely meeting people from all over the world and exploring their dreams with them and, and seeing and feeling and touching the changes just within the hour that we speak and knowing that, you're all going to really enjoy and take something from it too, which is just so lovely. I was really pleased that I picked up uh, that she was an artist and was able to give her the dream alchemy based on that. I don't know whether I just picked it up or maybe it was all her references to the colours in the dream that that maybe maybe tweaked that one. So there are many different ways that you can work with dream alchemy. You can work with artwork, you can work with writing, you can work with affirmations, visualisations, body work, lots and lots of different approaches. But it can be really good if you identify uh, a modality that you're very comfortable with and enjoy. So um, suggesting to Taz that she does that dream alchemy through her painting and drawing was... um, I was really pleased with that, and I think she's going to really enjoy it. So if you'd like to be a guest on The Dream Show, uh, go to janetheresa.com, go to podcasts on the menu, go to The Dream Show on the menu, and you'll see in the drop-down box there, there's a, a place where you can go to put your name down to volunteer to be a guest on the show. So once again, just before I go, a reminder of the website, janetheresa.com, that's Teresa without an H, or the Dream Academy at dream-academy-online.com. Have a wonderful month. I know I'll be speaking with some of you between now and then. 
and on various consultations or mentoring. And uh, I'll speak with you next time. The next episode, episode 254, is due out on the 24th of March 2022, if you're listening to this in real time. I'm Jane Teresa Anderson.